You're still waking up. I feel awake. I just feel like, oh, it's so bright. <laughs> Ugh, the words are so hard. Ugh. Give me some more coffee. That's how I feel. <laughs> so maybe I'm not awake, but my eyes don't feel tired. Yeah. If that makes sense. Just feel low energy. I only have energy for one thing. Which is? <sighs> the mural in our bathroom. <gasps> yes, this bathroom. I've tried to make it pretty with what we've had, but... It's it's like trying what to, we had was so bad. Yeah. So we're going to get some paint in there. Maybe some new flooring. Yeah, we already have the flooring. I'm ready. No. Pip has already started on the demolition on the floor. <laughs> yeah, Pip likes to chew the floor. Okay, maybe if we just jump in and quit rambling around, then I will snap to it. A little invigorate you. Yes. This is Be Creatful, a podcast about finding fullness through creativity. I'm Joe, And I'm Madison. And today on episode 73, tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. So tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to, I really, really, really want to zig a zig. Ah, well, that's not what we really want. No, we want to talk about what you possibly might want out of your creativity. We talk a lot about ourselves and what we get out of creativity, but there's many different ways that we could be yeah. getting things out of creativity, so, different things you want. You know, I love the lazy genius, Kendra Adachi, and her first principle of being a lazy genius is to name what matters. So that's another way of saying, tell me what you want. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We're going to talk about different things that might matter to you in your creative endeavors and then maybe offer some steps to make sure you're getting what you want yeah. from your creativity so it's not it doesn't end up leaving you frustrated. When I started taking notes for this, I thought, "Oh, I know exactly where I where I'm going with this." Uh, in episode 55, we talked about my creative dilemma where I was just in a slump. Oh, uh-huh. And if you go back and listen to it, a lot of it is just me what Richard calls shooting myself. <laughs> Where basically I'm like, I should be able to finish all of these things, but for whatever reason, all I can do is this. Mm -hmm. And it was a very much a, like, do the process and then be done with it step of sewing. And so there are times in creativity where I just need to, like, here's the steps, do the steps, then you're done. Yeah, where that is what you need. Yes. Yes. We probably, in that episode had a discussion about naming what matters mm -hmm. in your creativity. Yeah. Too. So that was a little prequel to this one. There you go. Hopefully it'll be a little bit more upbeat because man, I was in the dumps in episode 55. Well, we've already established that I'm in something. <laughs> You're moving dumps, through something right bleh. now. Yeah. Uh, so would you say that that is what matters to you most in creativity is having steps, moving through it, like that sense of accomplishment? I wouldn't say it's the most important, I but there are, there three. are, but there are moments in my creative process where that becomes the most important. I think it is an important thing to acknowledge because it sometimes feels like you're taking the creativity out when you are focusing on having the steps to go through and to accomplish. We've talked about this before with sewing in general. It can feel like it's not really 
creative because you're following a pattern. You're doing exactly what someone says. And so sometimes it feels like you're stripping the creativity out of it when you're just going through those motions. But sometimes that's what we need. Because there's so much, there was so much, so many other things that were going on in my life that I just needed something simple. Yeah. And I think we should also admit to ourselves that what we need out of creativity changes. Right. Well, and it doesn't even have to necessarily be something simple, but something that you can see from beginning to end Mm -hmm. when a lot of our lives are quite chaotic or, you know, stuff never really is coming to an end. We're always waiting to hear back on this or it feels like nothing gets done or whatever. It can be good to look back at the end of a day and say, hey, I made this skirt today. Especially if you work with people, I try to encourage teachers whenever I can to find something that is very process-based because when you're working with kids or on a grander scale, if you're working with people in general, they're never going to reach a certain level of completion or there's certain things that are out of your hands. Um, Like my sister, she's a nurse. There's very little she can do about someone else's health other than the basic things that she can, you know, you know, the medication, Mm -hmm. the way she takes care of people. Um, So oftentimes those people need some sort of process that they can see the end and they can take steps to make that happen. And it's only based on them. They're not having to rely on a people component. Right. Um, Well, okay. So I'll tell you some of the things that matter to me in creativity. I wrote down three. Yeah. Did you think about this? Did you write it? I did. I have have, uh, one more down. Oh, okay. Good. So your first one was uh, having something to accomplish. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Um, I like to use my creativity as a way to just try new things or learn new things. Mm -hmm. So it actually broadens what I count as creativity. So, um, I've been talking for a couple of weeks about, uh, painting a mural and yes, the mural part is creative, but also everything else that I'm learning around that is creative. So, um, like how to have a contract, um, how to price my work, like all of that I didn't know and I'm having to figure out. And so it, that feels creative to me too, even though it's not the actual, it has nothing to do with the color or this design or any of that. Mm -hmm. So I think that fits in nicely with trying to find a process, you know, the process of going through the steps may not feel very creative, but you're learning how to do it. You're going through and you know, learning how to hold the needle, how to, you know, mix these colors. Or even building systems in general. Mm -hmm. Like look at here with our work, we've spent a lot of time the last few months building systems around what do we do when someone registers for a class? How are we putting them into our new database? How are we organizing all of that information? What can we do with it? And that has felt very... um, Accomplishmenty is not a word. It fe- it feels like we're hitting certain milestones. Yes, as we go. The same way that getting our bathroom painted is gonna feel like we hit a milestone exactly. or we did something productive. I mean, every day I yell at you from my office. I love little green light. Mm-hmm. That's our database we're using. Yeah. So, um, and you can't tell me that crafting a wonderfully precise written email isn't creative because let me tell you 
That takes a lot of effort and energy. This is not how I like to spend my energy. That is leaking out of me. I've yawned like seven times since we've been sitting here. Man, we need to in- like inject paint into you or something. You were just... <laughs> I, mean, were I need to get up and do some squats real fast. <laughs> Uh, okay, so a way to learn something new was mine. What's yes. your next one? Um, sometimes out of creativity, I need something to do with my hands. I oh. am an anxious person. I have a lot of nervous energy. You just need something tactile. Yes, um, because otherwise that energy stays in my body, like you're talking about doing some squats. Uh-huh. Um I need the creative version of doing squats. So I've taken hats with me places where I'm like knitting a hat or I've done embroidery during graduations uh, cross-stitching on the road when I'm taking a really long road trip. Um, and I find that, that helps me to focus my mind or even quiet my mind, you know, to get rid of that nervous energy, uh, especially like when I'm nervous on a plane or something like that, better than, say, watching a movie or listening to music. Okay, so I would say I would agree with all of those outcomes of when you're doing it, but for me it's not about, like, anxious energy. It's about boredom. Mm-hmm. It also, I always liked having something to do in class because I'm an auditory learner. And so it helped me like listen. Oh, yeah. If I had something else that my hands could be doing. Um, Another thing I get a lot out of my creative endeavors is that it fills some sort of gap that I need. So like at my house, all my DIY projects are making my home better or at make do. Uh, you know, the things that we make are give make do a little facelift. Yes. Um, or if I, you know, like I need, will think, oh, I need, I want another dress, like mm-hmm. the dress I've been wearing. So I'm going to make it. Yes. So it like fills a gap or a hole that I. I like that. Parts of my creativity do that mm-hmm. too. Um, it reminds me of my family. Uh, we have a, we had a a friend come into our house and my mom was like making cookies and my dad was, he was building this like insert for a shelf in our entertainment center. And I can't remember what I was doing. I was probably sewing a sweatshirt and my sister's friend goes, wow, your family like just makes everything themselves, don't they? (laughs) Which is not true. Yeah. But we're a very creative family in that, oh. Does something need to, like, happen? Is there a way we can, like, manufacture that? Yeah, we'll make that happen. Uh-huh. I love that. Yeah. So it fills that, like, space. What's your other one? My other one is that I just want to be with color. Like I was saying, you need paint in your veins. That's why you're so <laughs> tired. You need something. So whenever, I'm, whenever I start to think, ooh, I think I want to try painting, it's really like I just want to touch like to have the color to see the color and to play with it and hold it but you can't like hold the color no you have to experience it while you're using it or while you're sitting in it I suppose yeah and the same with quilting I quilts are not my aesthetic it's not really my Mm -hmm. vibe um but I love making them because I love seeing how the colors come together and play off of each other and I just I love the color of it all so much. I find that I, sometimes I just need to wander around uh, hobby, like Hobby Lobby for a little bit just to experience all the different color and appreciate all of the different textures and things. It's funny you go to Hobby Lobby to experience that. Well, it's what's local in here. I go to Sherwin-Williams and play with the paint, paint chips. chips. Yeah, I've only dipped my toe into or painting I a little bit. Or I walk, um, I'll like go to Lowe's. 
mm-hmm. and just walk down all the aisles and look at stuff. I'll be like, ooh, look at this cool chain. <laughs> what can I do with this? <laughs> um, but I, speaking of, this was going to be a little baby sweet, but I will share it now. Yeah. Sherwin-Williams uh, gave us a fan deck, <laughs> like the big paint with all the colors in it. They gave us one yesterday, and it just is like the highlight of my week. Um, if you don't know this, Joe has paint chips everywhere. They're they're just like in various little. They're like Easter eggs. Some are in her car. <laughs> some are in her house. Some are here at Do. And they just. I was looking for something around. for Pip the other day. I pulled paint sample paint chips out of Pip's backpack. No. Why were they in Pip's backpack? <laughs> I don't know. You like squirrel them away so you can like and be I surprised. And I try to corral them. Yeah, I yeah. try to be like they all go in this one place. That sounded like a hiccup, but you hit your gla- you hit your glasses on the microphone. Yeah. I um, try to put them all in one place, but then no. There's quite a few in my car. Yeah. And purses, like my bag, my so- wallet. Yes. They'll just be like stuck into my wallet. So yeah. So creativity is a way for you to experience some things that you love. Yeah. In the same way, cosplay is like that for me. I get to experience a character. Yes. That's a, that is a more universal way of saying it. Yes. Um, Yeah. Because I just am obsessed with color. Yeah. And I love me some nerdy stuff. So I've been thinking about what my next Halloween costume is going to be because it's about that time, people. I got to start prepping. Oh, yeah. It is about that time. Yeah. So I've been considering and I'm like, what character am I going to be? And sometimes it's funny. Sometimes a character doesn't really stand out all that much. But I think one is starting to float to the surface. I feel like two years ago, Mm -hmm. whenever you were Spider-Gwen... It was that you wanted to make something with Lycra. Yes. So do you always, do you start from the character or you start from, I think it's time that I sew with Minky Dot fabric. (laughs) Oh no. Um, I've thought about that before. My last two were kind of that way. Because this is another way of talking about naming what matters. Yes. Like, do I want to experience, like, do I want to challenge myself? Which is oftentimes what Uh I do in my sewing. Um, Or do I want to make this character? So there's a character that I'm thinking about doing that would be very challenging and very time consuming and have a lot of materials put in. But then there's this other character that I just appreciate and I enjoy so much that I already have some pieces for and it could just be fun to make. Are they obscure characters? Um, One's less obscure than the other. So if you've seen the movie Dracula, Bram Stoker's Dracula, like I think it came out in the 90s. Winona Ryder was like I the haven't female seen lead. It. Anyways, Gary Oldman was Dracula. It's very campy and weird. Um, I want to make like a 1890s dress. Corset, bustle, like petticoat, all of that. Like she has this lovely green dress. I thought, oh, that would be really cool to make. And it would be very technical and I would get to learn some history. And I like that. Uh-huh. The other character is from a D&D campaign that I'm watching. Very oh, obscure. obscure. But she's basically just like a weird, creepy witch, essentially. Which you don't have, no, people don't have to know who the obscure character is to appreciate that. Yeah, I'll enjoy making it regardless. But, so we'll see. I haven't decided who I'm going to do just yet. Yeah. And it may come down to time and resources. Right. So I may want something. Like I do want to eventually learn how to make my own corset like a functioning 19, 1890s corset, but 
Maybe now is not the time. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Who wouldn't want to learn that? I mean, obviously. isn't that on everyone's bucket list? <laughs> uh, then you could teach a corset class at Mengtu. Oh, my word. <laughs> Do y'all really? I don't think anybody wants that. No one does. No. Um, well, I don't know. I could be speaking too soon. I mean, I know corsets were in for like a hot second. Nike made one. Yeah. Like an athletic corset with the swoosh on it. Interesting. Yeah. Well, they wear, there's those athletic trainers though. Is that what it was? No, it looked like a, a lace up corset. Well, there's a specific word for it and it's escaping me now. Like in colonial days, that shape of corset where it like the, it was like kind of pointed at the bottom. They okay. had that shape going on. It was a fashion thing for sure. Interesting. Um, yeah. Anywho. Okay. What matters for me with creativity at Make Do is different than what matters personally. Oh, yes, it So does. I also came up with a few things. For that. here at Make Do? Yeah. Oh, I could probably name some too. Okay. Um, the first thing, and this is coming off of a quilting class we just taught too. So I um, have... <laughs> been teaching classes again um okay so the first thing is always that I want people to let go of perfection mm -hmm. I like I I want them to not be overcome by their mistakes you know to just be able to move on like keep moving forward and to let go of perfection that's my biggest my first one uh I guess I see it slightly differently. I was still considering myself here at Make Do, what's important for my creativity here oh. versus what I want other people to experience. Oh, I see what you're saying. But for that one, it's authenticity. Yeah. So a lot of my classes come out of a place of passion of whatever I'm making. Level three classes have had a more garment orientation. That's because I love garment sewing. Or a lot of my kids' classes come out of love that I have for Disney or you know, superheroes or video games. And that all needs to come from a place of authenticity because if I don't, if I'm not genuinely interested in the craft that I'm doing, then they're not going to be interested either. Hmm. That's an interesting take. We, you know, people ask us all the time for classes we don't know how to do. That's true. And we're like, eh, sorry. Or, I mean, used to, before I had you, I was like, okay. And I would learn something new to teach it. And it did always feel a little bit um, like inauthentic. I think that's fair, but I don't know. I You had to do that because yeah. that that's what the community was asking for. And because of that, I'm able to step in and, and do the things that I do now. So I'm I'm very grateful for that. Um, I just think if I put something in front of a kid that I don't want to do, how can I convince the kid that, yes, this is a something you should participate in, if that makes sense? Some, like, you know, whatever the craft may be. Right. I guess because there's so many different interests, too, that the kids are going to have, that you're not having to convince them, like, okay, like, let's just take Spider-Man camp. Mm -hmm. You're not having to convince kids to like Spider-Man. They already do, and that's why they're showing up. Yes. So, like, you could do Spider-Man camp, whether you like Spider-Man or not. Mm -hmm. Because you can still make it be, like, because the creative part is still important, right? Yes. Well, and it's like a gateway into it where I'm like, oh, you like Spider-Man? Here, I'm going to have you try embroidery. If I had just put out an embroidery class, 
a lot of males would not be yeah. interested in that. But because I have this veneer of superheroes, they're they're welcome. They they feel more ready to jump into it. Right. Well, it it's something that they already are familiar with mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Um, my other thing that I want participants at make do to that's what's mm-hmm. wait, what am I trying to say? Another thing that is important to me about creativity on behalf of the participants yes. here is that they feel a sense of accomplishment. And you are you talked about this personally as well. Yes. Um but the quilting class for sure you get that because you make at the end of it you have a whole quilt. Mm-hmm. And then that's my third thing is that people finish. Like I want people to to see a project all the way through um and feel like that sense of accomplishment but also feel capable, you know, to just see what happens when you stick with something. I like what you said there about capable. I want my participants to leave here feeling capable. Mm-hmm. Because with kids learning is so it builds on itself and it's never truly done. I want them to leave and be able to feel capable to go home and work on their grandmother's sewing machine or to go home and continue doing these crafts or just to feel capable like, hey, I tried something new. It didn't go well, but now I feel confident to try other things that are new. And a lot of what we are trying to do is help people make the connection between what they experience through the creative process and the rest of their life. Yes. The rest of the things that they're having to deal with day to day. I truly believe that the kids that come through here get a unique experience that will help that will help them later in life because they've tried new things, that they've done something that's out of the ordinary and been out of their comfort zone while yeah. also interacting with You're other gonna kids. You're going to get as much in your later life from coming to a class at Make Do as you get from having to learn the Pythagorean theorem in math class. Like... You know, we learn, we spend so much time testing kids on learning all of this stuff that they're never going to use again, Mm -hmm. but we tell them it's important. Well, why? It is important because it's teaching your brain how to problem solve and how to work through a process. But unless you're a mathematician or like, I don't know, unless you need to know where the shadow is going to fall from the lamppost, the Pythagorean theorem is not important day to day. Yeah. Not in the day to day, but... Like there's a reason why we still have liberal arts programs and it's to teach that critical thinking, that problem solving that's so important. And creativity can give you that too. That's why we still encourage kids in high school to take some sort of art appreciation. Right. It's important. Yeah. But it's never about the thing. Like what you're learning. Yes. The Whether it's band or choir, whatever. It's not about learning how to play the flute. It's about being able to think in a in a way that is different than what you're normally right. used it's to like thinking. It's like the synapses in your brain or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're building the pathways. So the pathways are what's important, not necessarily the thing that's building them. If Whether you, it's math or piano. Yes. The important thing is that those things are getting built in your brain. I heard something really cool about like the left and right side brain recently. Mm. And instead of thinking it, thinking of it as like the logical side and the creative mm-hmm. side, the left side of your brain is very detail oriented and is focused on the moment by moment thinking. So that one math problem, that one situation, but it doesn't take in the whole. Whereas the right side of the brain, that's what it does. It takes the information from the left side of the brain and puts it in context of the whole big picture. So 
it's less concerned with details and more about, okay, how does this fit with this and how does that change what I need to happen? That makes sense. I think that the, uh, the kind of that traditional understanding of left brain, right brain has been debunked for a little bit, like... For a little while. Yeah. But I still hear people say, well, I'm more of a left brain person. I'm logical. Whereas when you participate in creativity, you get to expand that sort of moment by moment thinking and start to think about the whole. Yes. My mom had sent me an article um, that was about pilers versus filers or something like that. Oh, yes. Or like some people put their stuff in stacks. No, it wasn't pilers versus filers. It was like piling versus letting things spread out. Mm -hmm. And I spread stuff out. Like my messes spread. Yes. And anyway, it was like kind of, I hate this language, but that more creative people or like right-brained people will spread stuff out, but it doesn't mean that they don't know where stuff is or that they're not organized. It just doesn't look immaculate like someone else who would pile things up yeah Richard often talks about if you just put things at right angles everything will look better even if it's piled somewhere like when I do the dishes they just like when they're drying I pile them up but he like like puts them in such a nice way as they're drying (laughs) so it looks better but the dishes are clean regardless right right but he he is right it's just maybe sometimes making that one turn Uh but Anyways, all that to say, you know, don't, you have both left and right sides of your brain and practicing creativity allows you to see the bigger picture of things. And there are parts of creativity, right, that are going to be appealing to the right side of your brain, Mm -hmm. I guess, and if we're thinking about it that way, and that will be appealing to the left side of your brain. Absolutely. Creativity encompasses all of that. It's not limited to the right-brained people. Absolutely not. Well, I used to hear that left-handed people were more creative because Mm -hmm. the right side of your brain controls your left hand. Yes. And so that means you're just naturally more creative. Okay. (laughs) I don't... But that's the thing is we try to debunk the, you're naturally more creative. What does that mean? You're naturally more interested in painting because we see creativity well, that extends beyond just the typical. So maybe arts. this is another episode <laughs> about what it means to be naturally creative. I think it is the same way that some people are have a natural affinity for athleticism. Mm. You know, like some people, you're never going to be able to get them to throw a ball straight. Yeah, that would be me. But you could, <laughs> you could. Do the you could put in the work yeah. and you could develop the muscle memory to get better, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean you're ever gonna play major league baseball. Yeah. And so I think creativity is another thing that's like that. Like there are some people that just have a natural affinity, gifting, skill for seeing the world a certain way and being able to translate that world into like a another medium through mm-hmm. paint or whatever. So I think that there is some truth to that. But that's that kind of high art, right? Yes. We try to expand that definition of creativity to fit all sorts of things. Because it doesn't mean that just because you aren't athletic and will never play Major League Baseball, that movement isn't still good for your body and that you don't still get benefits from practicing movement. Yes, exactly. So people will still, all the benefits of creativity are still available to everyone. Yes. 
Okay, oh. that was a that was a that was a free podcast. Yeah. A free. You're welcome. Mini podcast. <laughs> yeah. And free inside back. this other free yes. podcast. Yeah. Okay. Did you have anything else you wanted to say no. in regards to creativity at Make Do? No. You you summed it up really well with um, letting go of perfection and people being able to finish. Um, I, I want that. I want this that same managing thing. expectation. That's another one. And that's hard to do, mm-hmm. especially with kids that come in who think, yeah. I'm going to make something that looks just like the example. No. And with adults, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that that's everyone kind of trying to set expectation. Yeah. Okay. So now, this will be interesting because we didn't prepare this with each other beforehand. So we'll see. So, you know, sometimes we take a different approach. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see if this is another seasons podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... In trying to anticipate the things that might matter to you, dear listener, we have, well, I'll just say how I did it and you can say how you did it. I'll I give can an already tell this is going downhill <laughs> way fast. Oh, you think we didn't do it the same? Uh, just based no, on what you're saying, I must have just oh. taken it in another direction. <laughs> okay. So I, if what matters to you the most in your creativity is that you are able to tackle a challenge... Mm-hmm. then you need to look for projects that are big in scope or that have lots of steps, like making a corset or um, like quilting. Yes. Um, like building something. I was about to say building shelves, things yeah. like that. I like have that down too. All of my home DIY projects fit into this for me mostly, like that I want to tackle a challenge. I also put dance classes down for this as well. Okay. Where if you're not athletically minded, that takes a lot of mind body coordination. Lots of steps and being out of your comfort zone. Well, so that might be a hold and I think a lot of these cuz even as I was writing these down I was like, "Oh, well that could fit there, uh-huh, it could fit it there." So places. a lot of them are going to be quite fluid yes. and fit into the different things. So I think that it goes back to kind of that first it's tackle a challenge Well, you need to find something that is challenging to you then. Right. So like if dance is not challenging to you, then taking a dance class is not going to fit in with this need to tackle a challenge. Exactly. Maybe for you, it's, I don't know, trying to figure out how to make a spreadsheet. You've always wanted to know how to work. So did you think of it like I did that? I thought about it like I was having a conversation with someone. Like someone says, I'm not creative. Oh. And then I let and then I tell them some creative things that they can try that would be helpful. Or they say something like, I Ooh. want to challenge myself. Okay. And then here's it. So it's kind oh, of kind similar. Of the same. But yeah. So I can work I can work with this. Okay. So we'll go how about we'll go through my list and then we'll go through yeah. it the way you did well, it. Well, I, I piggybacked on yours. I talked yeah. about someone who wanted a challenge and I named things like sewing, you know, woodworking, some sort of building, but take, you know, th- also things that put you out of your comfort zone, like well, taking and dance classes. Maybe things that are a little painting. bit more skill-based too. Yes. Like all of these things, you're having the challenge of learning the new skill, mm-hmm. um, like sewing. I mean, yeah. sitting down at a sewing machine in general is intimidating and challenging to people if you haven't done it before. Ooh, or I'm thinking of, we just had a, a studio down here that's doing pottery classes, like throwing on oh, the yeah. wheel. Like that's a very technical um, 
yeah, it's a very technical skill you're I learning. I think we might meet, need to take a make-do field trip. There. Oh, oh, I totally want to take one of those classes. Okay, cool. the next thing that someone that might matter to someone about yes. their creativity is that they use it as a way to unwind or mm-hmm. escape or turn their brain off. Yes. So if that is the case, then I would encourage you to look for things that are repetitive. Oh, yes. Where one, you are not learning. So like for me, quilting actually falls into this category, mm-hmm. but I'm not learning the quilting. You've already done the learning. Yes. And so for me, quilting parts of it are very repetitive. So mm-hmm. it falls into this category. Yes. So things that could also fall into that category are like knitting or crocheting, uh-huh. but you have to know that first before it becomes right. repetitive. It's not learning to knit or crochet. Yes. Um, hand embroidery is one that you actually, even if you don't know how to hand embroider, you can learn that very quickly. And even within like when people come and take a class that's two hours, it's 15 minutes maybe of learning. And then the rest of the time I hear over and over people being like, this is so relaxing. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm not thinking about anything. Yep. All the time we get that with hand embroidery. Macrame is very repetitive. Yes. Weaving. Um, also if you really need something quick, Doing those coloring apps on your phone, that yeah. repetitive of like, oh, I want to put this color here or here. That's also creative. That's going to count people. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Sometimes the thing that matters most is that you, the creativity is giving you something to do with other people. <gasps> yes. I, I thought about community. that too. Yeah. So you need to look for crafts that don't require a lot of attention or that aren't loud. Sewing loud. Uh, uh, you can't talk over that. Loud. Yeah. Now, once you have everything cut for your woodworking and you're building a piece of furniture, that is something you sure. could do with other people. Um, but hand embroidery is another good one to do with people. Um, oh, sidewalk chalk is great. Like since we got summer coming up, drawing with people outside together. Well, and I thought about writing something to do with kids. Oh, yeah. So that could be like an extension of this, of something to do with other people. Um, So Kid Crafts Sidewalk Chalk is great for kids. Um, You know, we did during Quarantine Craft Camp, we got that uh, colored cellophane stuff that you can get to wrap up gift bags, gift, uh, not bags, baskets. Mm -hmm. Anyway, if you mix, if you make soapy water, you can stick that cellophane in and then it will stick to the window. So you get to make like the stained glass. Make stained glass. It was so fun. That was a really fun one. Yeah. That's something you can do um, with people. I've gone to coffee shops and I've sat next to someone while I'm doing hand embroidery Mm -hmm. or cross stitching or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. Um, Gardening. Yes, absolutely. It's not something I would enjoy doing with you in the summer, but other people really like it. Um, You can take that dance class. Oh, yeah. Oh, I actually thought about that when you said dance class like that or like the pottery class. Exactly. So a class that make do any class. Exactly. Something you can do with other people. Yeah. Love it. Um, Okay. And then I have two more. All right. Sometimes what matters about creativity is that you have something that doesn't make a mess. Yes, that is very important. And that can actually feel quite limiting because a lot of creativity makes a mess. Ooh, watercolor, like any painting that would fall into something to do with others, ways to escape or unwind. Like watercolor especially can be very relaxing. Just feeling the brush on the page. Yeah. It is quite fun. Uh, I forgot about those. Um, They do not fall under 
this category of something that doesn't make a mess. Well, I'll talk about watercolor a little bit later with a caveat to okay. that. But yeah. Um, this is where things like coloring books. Okay, mm-hmm. so what you need to be looking for are is limited supplies. Yes. First of all. And then supplies that aren't going to spill. Yes. Like perler beads, not a great idea. No. However, friendship bracelets. Oh, yes, because you just need like, some safety pins, some scissors. Yeah. yeah. That also goes with some portability. If you're looking for something on the go, look for minimal su- supplies, mm-hmm. something that can fit in a bag and can be zipped up. Um I mean, again, knitting and crochet kind of fit into this as well because you yep. just have yarn and needles. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And yarn can become a mess within itself. Sure. But it doesn't make a mess. Yeah. Whereas hmm, Richard can tell you garment sewing does make a mess. It does, absolutely. It's everywhere. And it, you just need so much space for it too. Yes. It can't like fit in your lap. Nope. Um, my last one, and I just thought of this as we were talking, so it's not as well thought through, <laughs> is um, sometimes you just need something to alleviate your boredom. Mm-hmm. So I actually think any of these things fit into that. How long are you bored for? Like, are you going to be bored all day? Is this you wake up and you're like, I don't know what to do today. Mm-hmm. Then tackle a big project. Or are you waiting for someone in a car line Mm -hmm. or in a waiting room and you don't want to scroll through your phone? Find something that's portable that you can take with you, doesn't make a mess. Mm -hmm. Um, Something that's easy, like, you know, coloring pages or apps or anything like that. And just have it with you. Mm -hmm. Your creative go bag, if you will. I do have a few of those because I make a lot of road trips. Um, so though that was kind of how I tackled yeah. it. So let's do it your way now. Yes. So we already talked about if you want to cha- if you want to challenge, what do you do? Already done that. Okay. Um, the next thing I thought of is I need something to keep my hands busy. Like I was talking about that anxious energy earlier. Mm-hmm. And what made me think of this was there was a diver in the Tokyo Olympics named Tom Daly, who was seen knitting as he was mm-hmm. waiting either for his scores or something else. Cause he had so much nervous energy um, his coach encouraged him like, you need to find something to do. So he's like, all right, just decided to take up knitting. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. He doesn't, he, I think he just makes scarves. Like he doesn't make anything too Well, cause the point of it isn't to actually make something. Exactly. It's just to get rid of your energy. And so that's what he does is he just knits. So if you want to check him out, he's, he's kind of a cool dude. Yeah. Um, that's there's pictures of him in his speedo just knitting, knitting on the side of the pool. Real cool. Um, So things like knitting or crochet. Crochet is really easy to get into. I watched just a few videos on it. Crochet is is easier than knitting to just to pick up quickly. So if you're looking for something to do on the go and you don't know any of this already, crochet is for you. Hand embroidery. Hand embroidery, for sure. You can take that pretty much anywhere. Um, And that will give you something to do. But you want to try and find things that you just need to do with your hands that you can occasionally look up from. So Yeah, hand embroidery is harder to look up. Well, I don't know. It depends. Yeah. But um, things like coloring books or things like that, you're pretty much looking at the page the whole time. Whereas, you know, knitting or crochet, it allows you to be more aware of what's going on. So if you're in a social situation, like maybe you're at a Thanksgiving dinner or like, you know, a, uh-huh. a family get together and you don't want to be focused on people the whole time, but also not be on your phone. These sort of creative items would be helpful as well. Keeping your hands busy, allow you to be there and be present, but not necessarily have to engage in the conversation yeah. as much. Well, I mean, I think you can engage without 
looking up. So like hand embroidery, I do that all the time in social things. And I am still looking at it, but then you can look up as you're pulling the stitch through or something. For sure. But I'm thinking of things like maybe coloring books, not a good idea for that situation Mm. because you're looking down. People could, people feel more approachable when they're doing something like knitting, crochet, or hand embroidery than say someone who's looking down and doing a coloring book. It can feel a little more closed off. Okay. Okay. And then my last one is I don't feel creative, but I want to participate in something that's Mm. creative. So trying to find things that are kits that already have everything you need and have step-by-step instructions, this can be creative like craft kits, or it could be like a meal kit or something where you're just I need the steps in front of me and I want to feel like I've made something. Um, Coloring apps are, you know, there's tons of free ones. It's easy to go through and just like, oh, cool. I made a pretty picture. Um, And I also wrote down putting a fresh coat of paint on something. (gasps) You know, I'm just sitting (laughs) here thinking about paint. Guys, she just like brightened up. (laughs) Um, Sometimes painting a wall or like a little shelf or even just a little object to put somewhere, the process of taking that paintbrush and like putting it on something and watching the color move around, even if it's a solid color, can give you that creative feeling. Also, I think that people have in their minds that they have to be able, they think that they're not creative because they can't visualize it. Mm-hmm. But just paint a dinosaur teal and go put it somewhere. Like, you don't have to be thinking in your brain, you know what that blank shelf needs? A teal dinosaur. That's so creative of me. (laughs) Just paint it and go put it there. Exactly. Like, you don't have to be able to already see it in advance or be able to come up with something totally new out of nowhere. Yes. Oh, one thing I wanted to come back to about watercolor. There's these beautiful little watercolor kits that you can have and brushes with water already in them that make them very portable. So if you enjoy doing things like on the go or even hiking like that, and you're like, man, I want to do something creative while I'm doing that. Lots of people do watercolor on the go. Tons of videos on that. So that's true. I've never, um, I haven't played with those water pins maybe ever, but they are interesting. Yeah. Super fun. And like it, that all can fit in a small bag. Mm -hmm. It's great. Um, okay. Well, I'm, I think that we did it. We didn't know where it was going for a minute, but we got there. I'm still awake. (laughs) You sound more awake now, but I'm still yawning. I've been yawning this whole time. Uh, I've been trying to cover my mouth so that you don't start yawning, which I haven't noticed you yawning. I'm really trying not to. I'm not being contagious, but it'll be interesting to see if y'all we're yawning while you listen to this podcast oh, because my you? sister always starts yawning on the phone when I'm yawning a lot. Are you feeling a yawn coming on right now? Let and all this talking about yawning just makes me think of Yanni. Oh, yes. Oh, the goodness. Greek god of the piano. Oh, I thought you were talking about something else entirely. Who did you think I was talking about? Well, there was that, maybe it was a different word, but when people were trying, like they heard different names when someone said like, was it? Lanny or Yanni or something and they like older people hear one word and younger people hear another word but it's the same thing it was like the blue and black dress versus the gold oh. and yellow dress but yeah with, with, but oh with I don't have a clue what you're talking about okay. um I was talking about Yanni the pianist <laughs> gotcha um who is, is was so beautiful oh he's still alive oh, okay but he doesn't have long hair anymore as long of hair oh. he would play two pianos at one time what and he had this, he's Greek, 
And he had this long, long, like, Greek hair. And he would throw his head forward while he was playing two pianos at once. And then he would, like, throw his head back. And so theatrical. And just, I can't think of the word. Not intriguing and not mesmerizing. Mesmerizing. Yeah. How interesting. Yes. So our family likes him. Oh, cool. Maybe we'll play some Yanni in the studio later. Yeah, I need now I need to know. It's just piano music. Hey, but it's fine. Yeah. That's good. Um Madison. Yes, we're Joe. switching it up now. Sour first. Okay. What's your sour this week? I recorded this great video for Loom and oh. now I can't figure out how to put it in an email. We'll figure it out. We'll get it done. But I'm you're just, it is frustrating when you get stuck on something yeah. that's already done. I just want it to like be like, all I have to do is put this video in and like send it off and it'll be done. But until then. So Loom is, uh, they let you record short videos and every month we send our monthly supporters, our zest friends, yes. a Loom video. So if, if you want th- a video. Those are available to you. Yeah. Become a monthly supporter. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'll put a link in the show notes yes. for you to do that. Um, and then you can see Madison's Loom video once we figure it out. It works, yes. Uh, making those is actually, like, doing that every month is kind of one of my favorite things we've started this year. It's It's been cool to be able to put into words what I'm doing in, like, a nice summarized fashion. Because mm-hmm. then my brain goes back to it and you're like, yeah, that is what we're doing. Yeah, I'm it's proud nice. of it. It helps keep us on track. Um, what's my sour? Yeah. Uh... Right now, my head's my, just my head, my space, my head's space. Your head space. <laughs> You're in a weird head space. <laughs> just why am I being so tired? Um, yeah, I don't really have a sour. You are going to be gone next week, and that always, I want to uh, enjoy your time off. Yes. This is not a guilt trip, but it does always feel weird to be in the studio by myself yeah. all week. So I'm not looking forward to that but i'm sure i will be painting a bathroom so there you it'll go. be okay you'll have something to do yeah what's your sweet my sweet is that i'm ordering pizza tonight and i'm hanging out with some friends hey 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 pizza party i'm excited yeah so it's just you know th- those moments that you carve out for you and your friends and eating some and good that's food. not something you get to do often no i don't get to order pizza because richard is lactose intolerant sometimes we get Anyways, there's places, yeah. but they're far away. Yeah. Uh, my sweet, is that my daddy's coming today? <gasps> That's right. By oh, the can time that be my sweet too? I like it my when dad's he comes. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yes. Um, you can have multiple sweets. Sweet. And next week we have, well, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Are we going to record two podcasts this week so that we'll have one? Oh, for we the might next have to. Week? Yeah. I well, mean, I could come in, but yeah. Y'all may that you may have a podcast that you're listening to now, and then we may take a week off. We'll Who see. knows? Yeah. <laughs> if you get one in the next week, then we either recorded two, we recorded again, or, or Madison came in. came in on our week off. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Um, but I will say, going into summer, last summer we took a break. This summer we're gonna keep going until Madison says no more. This is too much. Oh, we need to find a code word for me to say. When I'm like, all right, I've I've hit my limit. Yeah, we will. We'll, yeah, we'll have to come up with a good code word for you. Yeah. Um. So, well, maybe we'll be all that to say. 
maybe we'll see you next week. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe I'll just pop on and talk to you by myself. <laughs> just kind of like host the show on your own. You could call in. Oh, they. <laughs> I would just come up here. I'm going to be here. Yeah. There's some things I need to take care of around yeah. the house. So I'll be here yeah. for a bit. Yeah. It's fine. I just thought, we, sorry, that's like us airing our laundry out in front of. Yeah. Sorry company. about that. We should have already discussed that off the air. <laughs> Speaking of being on the air. When was it? Madison said we need a, a sign that says on air. Yes. That we can, like a light that we can turn on. Because <laughs> we record in front of a window and we see people walk by all the time. Yeah. I think it'd be cute. It'd be funny. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, hit the road, frog. <laughs> you have to be at our book club to understand Madison that one. Madison read the cutest book for our last itty bitty book club. And it was called... Gotta go, Buffalo. Gotta. I always want to say, way to go, Buffalo. But <laughs> no, it's a book about cute goodbyes. Yeah. So it was called Goodbye, Buffalo. No. Gotta go, <laughs> Buffalo. I got you. It's cool. It's cool. Keep going. Tell Goodbye, story. Buffalo. And so all of the, it was like, say goodbye, butterfly. See you later, alligator. Yeah. Gator. The they all the, rhyme. Some that you know. Yeah. And they have, it said the first part of the phrase, and then it would have the animal and you would lift it it was a flap you yes. would lift up right and it would yep. be underneath it and so one page says hit the road and then it's this yellow frog yes and the kids were being were participating so well hit the road and all the kids said frog it just <laughs> this is so funny oh. all the parents laughed it's probably not as funny now and because i took too long to tell the story but uh it's now just, it's my favorite thing to say yeah this it's week. Just, it just like hits a discord where you're like, oh yeah, see you later, alligator. Hit the road, frog. frog. <laughs> the answer was, hit the road, yellow, yellow toad. toad. <laughs> <sighs> Kids are great. Uh, so it's probably summer for everyone. Happy summer. Yeah. Enjoy whatever you're doing. I hope you're taking time for yourself, not just to be creative, but to relax. Maybe you're spending time with other people. Mm-hmm. Come spend time with us. We have a lot going on this summer. Oh, boy. Yeah. If you want to see me, you're only going to see me here at Make Do because I ain't doing nothing else. No. Nope. <laughs> she might be running to Hobby Lobby, but honestly, I will probably go to Hobby Lobby yes. for her because okay. it is Madison season. Yep. Um, okay. So tell me what you want, what you really, really want. i tell you what I want, what I really, really want. I want you to have a good week. Fall apart. <laughs> It fell apart. We don't want you to fall apart. The song fell apart. All right. Bye, y'all. Bye. Thank you to my dear, dear friend Craig Hudson for our very createful theme music. You can hear more of Craig's music on Spotify under Craig Hudson. That's Hudson with a T. Or you can just uh, click on the link in the show notes. Also, be sure to connect with Make Do on Instagram at Make Do Create or on Facebook at Make Do Cersei. And visit our website, makedocreate.org, for upcoming classes, show notes, to order a face mask, lots of things. We'll be back here with another episode next Monday. Have a good week, y'all.